Not once, in two decades, had David Beckham heard the moment. He had witnessed it at the time, of course. More than that, in fact, he had summoned it, and created it and lived it. He had, presumably, watched the moment more than once in the intervening years too. But it was not until a couple weeks ago, that he sat down and listened to it the moment he did was. Obviously, captured for posterity, a social media post as meadows they come, a man recording his own reaction to a recording of himself as Beckham listens, he has a look of fierce concentration on his face, mixed with just a little genuine concern, as if he really does not know how it all ends. The audio plays in the background, an echo of his past. The last couple minutes of the radio commentary of England's meeting with Greece on the road to the 2002 World Cup 20 years later, the game ranks among England's most iconic. Sven-Goran Eriksson's team, the still-gleaming golden generation, needs a point from its final match, at Old Trafford, to qualify. But, Drama Greece takes a first-half lead. Teddy Sheringham, by then a veteran, ties the score in the second half, only for the Greeks to retake the lead. The clock ticks. The crowd frets and then, more than two minutes into injury time, England wins a free kick. The ball sits in that liminal zone, just close enough to goal for a shot to be worthwhile, but too far out for it to be the obvious play. Beckham stands over it, his head shaven and his shorts billowing he glances up. And then back down at the ball, only one thing on his mind. Pulses raise. He rushes toward it, his arm acting as a counterweight as he whips his right foot around the ball. It arcs and streams toward the corner of the goal. Antonios Nikopolidis, the Greece goalkeeper, flies hopelessly toward it. Old Trafford inhales, and erupts in the popular imagination. That game represents Beckham's finest moment in an England jersey, the ultimate atonement for his sins three years earlier, when he was vilified after his country's early exit from the World Cup in France. It was not just the last-minute goal, salvation at the death, but the performance that preceded it. Beckham was, nominally, playing on the right wing, but he was not high-bound by such simple things as formations or instructions instead. He was everywhere, breaking up play, instigating attacks, setting the tempo, dictating the rhythm. He played as if he was trying to live up to some platonic ideal of an English captain, refusing to be cowed, unwilling to countenance a lost cause, the charge of the light brigade, and the blitz spirit distilled into a diamond ear stud, and a pair of predators Scott Murray, the author and journalist, once suggested that the most significant player in the history of English football was a fictional one, Roy Race, the blue-eyed, blonde-haired star of a series of long-running comic books each of his adventures followed a similar trajectory, Race's team, Melchester Rovers, would be struggling in a game, because of malevolent opponents or a helicopter crash or terrorists, or whatever, until Race, the unassuming but impossibly gifted hero, produced some devastating run, or some booming shot to deliver victory, at the last, from the maw of defeat Murray's thesis was that Race imprinted on young readers. Minds the idea that football was, at heart, an individual sport, its outcome decided not by system or style, or even collective competence, but by individual will. The sport was, in effect, an embodiment of Carlyle's great man theory of history, what happened was not subject to a miasma of colliding forces, but shaped by the mind and body of single, outstanding individuals' races' legacy. Then, means England has always had a particular weakness for players who seem to grab games by the scruff of the neck, to bend events to their liking, Brian Robson, Manchester United's captain Marvel of the 1980s, or Steven Gerrard, Liverpool's captain fantastic 20 years later that Gerrard, in particular, shone brightest when folded into a system that accentuated his abilities is never really mentioned. Nor is the fact that what may have been the lowest moment of Gerrard's career, Liverpool's defeat by Chelsea in 2014 effectively costing the team, and its icon, a Premier League title. 
was a direct result of his belief in heroes Gerard, that day, offered a glimpse of what happens when Roy Race exists in flesh and blood, rather than on the page, an endless round of hopeful, hopeless shots, each one more desperate than the last. Liverpool, so brutally effective that season, was suddenly blunted by its own captain's conviction that salvation was a one-man job. Beckham's performance against Greece stands in contrast to that, an example of the potency of the Rassian approach. His decisive intervention at the last moment, that picture postcard free kick, seemed plucked straight out of the Melchester back catalogue. Here was England's football history being shaped, on television, by a great man there is. Though, an alternative reading of that game, one that at least one elite manager privately endorses. Beckham's positional indiscipline fundamentally undermined England's balance. By abdicating his specific role, Beckham undermined his own team. He played well that day, but as a function of that, the rest of the side did not. And could not it is a hypothetical, of course, but it is entirely possible that England might not have needed Beckham to score a last-minute free kick to rescue a point if he had not felt so compelled to be the captain, to be the hero. He may, in fact, have simply delivered England from a problem of his own making that example is worth contemplating when assessing Beckham's immediate and current successor as Manchester United's number seven that Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the greatest players ever is not in question. That he has, since returning to England, scored a raft of crucial goals for Manchester United is indisputable. He scored the late goal that beat Villarreal in a Champions League group stage match. He scored the late goal that beat Atalanta in another one. He repeated the trick against the latter, his 90th minute strike salvaging a point for United in Bergamo, Italy while Ronaldo has, then, been cast as the solution to United's problems, a plaster that covers his team's many flaws. And that interpretation is, by pretty much any measure, correct but it does not necessarily contradict the idea that Ronaldo's presence diminishes other aspects of United's play. As a former teammate at Juventus, Giorgio Cellini, has said, when you have Ronaldo on your team it is impossible not to play to him that means reshaping the attack to suit Ronaldo's needs. It means not being able to press from the front, which means not being able to play a high defensive line. Which means allowing your opponent more space in which to play, and, most likely, more chances to score United might not need to score quite, so many late goals. If it could play another system effectively. It might be the case, that Ronaldo is solving problems that are, to some extent, a consequence of his presence, or at least the fact that his coach, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, has not yet hit upon a system that masks his flaws, while highlighting his strengths it is, of course, a measure of Ronaldo's talent, that he can still deliver his little miracles so reliably, just as it was a testament to Beckham's brilliance, that his free kick swept beyond Nicopolitis, and carried England to the World Cup. There was a wry smile as Beckham heard the last of the commentary, 20 years on, just the hint of a twinkle in his eye what was not mentioned, was what happened next. England made it to the quarterfinals, only to be beaten by a Brazil team stocked by impossibly talented individuals. Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho and the rest, but coached by Luis Felipe Scolari, the ultimate pragmatist, a manager who always put the system first. Only in comic books are games won by individuals. In real life, sometimes the solution and the problem are one and the same. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a five-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.